Welcome to the Encounter Church Sermon of the Week. We hope you enjoy this week's message. Please, if you don't mind, I would like for us to stand up for the reading of the Word of God. Because I believe the Holy, the Word of God is holy. The Word of God is God. And we give attention to the Word by giving attention to the one who spoke the Word. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Galatians chapter 4. Galatians chapter 4. We'll read from the fourth verse to the seventh. Galatians chapter 4. But when the fullness of time was come, God sent forth his son. He didn't send an angel. He sent his son. Made of a woman made under the law to redeem them that were under the law that we might receive the adoption of sons. You might want to underline that because I'm going to be saying a lot about that. And because ye are sons, please underline that also. And because you are sons, God has sent forth the spirit of his son into our hearts crying Abba Father. Wherefore thou art no more a servant but a son. And if a son then an heir of God through Christ. May the Lord bless the reading of his holy word in the name of Jesus Christ. Father in heaven we thank you in the name of Jesus Christ. We Notice that you have given us access through that powerful worship. Lord God Almighty, and we know that the heavens over us right now is open. We ask that you will switch on the light of revelation. And Father, that we might drink from that fountain of wisdom. The fountain of knowledge that only you can prepare. And we thank you, Lord God Almighty. We pray that every barrier to sound hearing be broken down. And that, Lord God Almighty, you would speak to us expressly. And give us understanding that the word we are going to be hearing will profit us in more ways than we can imagine. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Thank you, Father in heaven. Please take all the glory for every single thing that you are going to do in this session, Father, because it belongs to you. Thank you, Father, for in Jesus' mighty name we pray. Uh, You may be seated. God bless you. If you want to write a title, I want you to write Sons and Not Slaves. Hallelujah. Sons are not slaves. And you might want to also add manifesting your sonship. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Why is it that many are wandering through life and being and not being able to really make the impact that they are created to make? Why is it that most Christians don't find fulfillment in life? What's the missing link? Could there be something that we are missing? I want to share with you some truths from the word of God that have changed and completely, radically transformed my life. And, uh, wow. 
shifted me from religion to a relationship. And I'm in a place where the reality of the existence of God is not just on paper. But I can say that I touch him and he touches me. And it flows through me to minister to people. To do things that are mind-blowing. Psalm 82. 5 through to 7. Begins to give us a clue. As to why we're having so much trouble. Particularly in this generation. It reads... They know not, neither will they understand. They walk on in darkness. All the foundations of the earth are out of course. I have said, ye are gods. And all of you, not one, not two, all of you are children of the Most High. But this is the sad part of it in verse 7. He said, but you shall die like men. And fall like one of the princes. Now one thing that stands out clearly in the two scriptures that we have read this morning. Is the question of identity. Everything else falls apart. If your identity is in question. And everything else falls into place. When you can answer the identity question. And that is why we are worried about our, the safety and the security of our identity. But do we really know what it is? Particularly as children of God. If I ask you now who you are, or if you were to ask me some years back, who are you? I would have said I'm a doctor. But that's not who I am. That's what I do. It's exactly who I am. Who am I? Or you could say you are a preacher. No, no, that's not that's what you do. Or you could say you are a teacher. That's not who you are. That's your deployment. <laughs> you know the, the first question that the devil posed to Jesus was an identity question. If you're really the son of God, I, I'm just wondering because it's like I've seen so many people who have come and gone, but as, I, as I'm looking at you, there is something different about you. Who exactly are you? Now, if you be the Christ, the son of God, you need to prove it right now. By turning the stone to bread. Of course, you know you've been fasting for 40 days. You're hungry now. Uh, Jesus said, I don't take instructions from you. You see, when he said, man shall not live by bread only, but by every word that comes out of the mouth of God, what he was say, trying to say is that I don't live by my emotions. I don't live by my appetite. I don't live by your voice. I live by whatever he says to me. 
Who are you? The religious leaders came to John the Baptist, sent a message to him. Who are you? Are you Elijah? Are you this? Are you that? You see, the great thing is, if you don't know who you are, the world will tell you what they think you are. And that's very dangerous. That's very dangerous. He said to them, I know who I am. I'm not that prophet. I am not the Messiah. I'm a forerunner of the Messiah. Please follow me. Glory to God. You see, once you are able to answer that question, your purpose and your vision will begin to emerge. See, a lot of people are struggling. Why am I here? It's a question we all have to answer. Who am I? Where am I going? Where did I come from? Where am I going? You know, the one, the person who is hooked on drugs, alcohol, he's actually searching for something. He's searching for his identity. They go to the club, they do all kinds of things, you know, just to feel good. But it's a missing link. Because if they knew who they were, they will not be in some places. And they will not be doing some things. Please forgive me. Praise God. You know, the Samaritan woman who met Jesus by Jacob's well, discerned that there was something different about Jesus. She talked of the Messiah coming, that we're respecting the Messiah. And Jesus simply answered her, I am he. You know, you've got to be so confident that even when you speak with a low tone, it carries power. See, that was authority. You see, because that was confidence. When you know who you are, you are confident. And Jesus said, I'm he. And Jesus knew who he was. There was no doubt about it. He said, I am. He said, before Abraham was, I am. In many places, he answered the question, who are you? He said, I am the bread of life. I'm the light of the world. As long as I'm here, light is here. When Jesus is in your home, light is in your home. And he said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. Shantala bragayata. Sekete de bradujetete. And the Bible says, He that has the Son has life. You can have one of the prophets, you can have a preacher, you can have a pastor and still be dead. But you can't have the son and not have life. Oh, come on. That's something for another day. But please come with me. Jesus said, I am. 
until you understand who you are, you will not know why you are here. And of course, you will not know to what extent you can affect your generation. Well, uh, I happen to have an iPhone, praise God. If your phone could talk and you were to ask your phone a question, <laughs> come on now. Your phone, will, you ask your phone, what are you? It's going to reply, I'm a phone. It's not going to say to you, I make calls, I receive calls, I do some other stuff. I'm a phone. Because the moment you identify that you are a phone, then you are expected to make calls, right? Receive calls and do some other crazy stuff that you can use your phone to do. Now here we are in the church. But we don't know who we are. If you ask an average believer, who are you? They will tell you, I walk with this and that and I'm, I, I'm with, I'm with, I'm, I'm with, I don't know, Google, Facebook, whatever, Tesla, Chrysler. I, I'm with this, I am with that. Chrysler sounds like Christ, but. <laughs> Praise God. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. You see, when you know who you are, the good side of it is that you know who you are not. And then you begin to understand what you cannot do. Because you were not created to do everything. I used to say to them back home and I used to say to them, no one is good for nothing. Everyone is good for something. And no one is good for everything. You're good for something. If you know who you, are, who you are, you will know who you are not. That's why John the Baptist could say, I'm not the Messiah. Very quickly, there are three things that every, every person must be familiar with. And you must know intimately. They're very important in the life of any, anyone. Number one is vision. Number two is identity. Number three is purpose. And these three things are tied up together. Vision, identity, and purpose. Glory to God. Identity is important for the fulfillment of purpose and vision. Until you know who you are, you will not know what you are capable of doing. My job this morning is to draw your attention to something fundamental. Something that we most often ignore. And what is it? Our sonship. Are you with me? And second thing, our citizenship. Very important. Absolutely. You see, two things happened when you gave your life to Jesus, when you got born again, when you got saved, two things happened. The first thing that happened that you became a son of God. I need to emphasize that. 
Somebody shout, I'm a son of God. Ladies, forgive me. Because in the kingdom, everyone is a son. The Bible says in John chapter 1 verse 12. But as many as received him. To them gave he power. To become what? The sons of God. Even to them that believed on his name. So who are you? Come on, say it. Let the devil hear you. The second thing that happened when you gave your life to Jesus is that you became a citizen of the kingdom of God. You see, you cannot maximize your sonship until you understand your citizenship. We might be able to deal with that some other time. You are a citizen of the kingdom of God. You were translated into the kingdom of God from the kingdom of darkness when you gave your life to Christ according to Colossians chapter 1 verse 13. The Bible says our our citizenship is in heaven. Philippians chapter 3 verse 20. That means there is a king and he is your father. I love that. It makes me want to dance. It makes me want to jump. It wants me, makes me want to celebrate. The king is my father. Hey! He is God to the world, but he is my father. He is George to the world, but he is my father. I celebrate him. He is my father. Oh, thank you, Jesus. I hear the Lord say to me to tell someone who's been going through crisis and you've been holding up, he says, to tell you, I'm proud of you. I'm proud of your courage. I'm proud of your faith. I'm proud of your tenacity. I'm proud of your ability to hold on in spite of what you're going through. But today marks the end of that suffering. You see, no matter where you live on earth, you are a citizen of heaven sent to govern the earth. That's a very serious statement. Are you listening to me? You could be proud of your American passport or any other passport that you hold, but we have a passport that is often forgotten. (laughs) We are citizens of the kingdom of God. And we have been issued citizenship rights. And we have passports. And in this kingdom, when they ask for your identity, they say your relationship with the king, you just write son. (laughs) Are you listening to me? You may not have a relationship with with the current president of the United States. Are you listening to me? 
but in our kingdom you have a relationship and, and, and it makes a difference because where Ivanka Trump can enter you may not be able to she has access, access that you don't have are you listening to me why because of what relationship relationship are you listening to me God is your father. He is king and he is your father. Now, if my father is king where I come from, automatically you are a princess or a prince. Am I communicating? No wonder the Bible says we are royal priesthood. Come on, talk to me, somebody. You see, you are royalty on the move. You've got to be able to hold your head high. You've got to know who you are. Because when you show up, priesthood shows up. Royalty shows up. Are you listening to what I'm trying to say to you? The world may look at you as ordinary, but in the heavenly places, Demons understand that this is royalty on the move. Am I communicating? See, depression will vanish if you understand who you are. Are you hearing what I'm trying to say? Hunger will vanish if you... Jesus is Lord. I feel the Holy Ghost right here, right now. Now hear me, child of God. When I walk, I walk with confidence. When I walk, I walk with confidence. When I talk, I talk with audacity. Because I know he's got my back. <laughs> oh God, thank you, Lord Jesus. Sita talabragadabaya, lima kasa talabragadaya. Oh God, thank you, Lord Jesus. Oh sata labragadaba. Oh rapalaga yagadabarababa. Rikata talabragabagadabababa. Heri mosotolo bregedegezeteregeregeregeregeregeregeregeregeregeregeregeregeregeregeregeregeregeregeregeregeregeregeregeregeregeregeregeregeregeregeregeregeregeregeregeregeregeregeregeregeregeregeregeregeregeregereg
I, I was trying to tie up the relationship between vision, between purpose, as well as identity. Are you listening to me? You know, because, you know, purpose describes why you are here, right? Vision sees the potential of your of purpose, what you can achieve. Purpose is your right to occupy space on planet Earth and draw resources from it. Am I communicating? So when you fail to fulfill your purpose, your legitimacy is called to question. Jesus. Purpose explains why you are gifted with what you have. It explains your unique capabilities. It is the fulfillment of purpose that makes you, makes you relevant in the kingdom of God and, and in the world. A failed purpose is a failed life. And if I don't understand vision, I will accomplish very little with my purpose. But if I don't understand who I am, everything else falls apart. Because my purpose and my vision are wrapped up in my identity. I gave you the illustration of a phone, right? But very quickly, I want to take your mind to something that the devil does not want you to keep on remembering. And I want to say to you that you are more than a believer. It took me a while to understand this. Listen then. Many are stuck at the level of being called believers. We love to be called believers. I used to love to be called believers. Now, if you call me a believer today, I will still say, God bless you, brother. But you know, I will almost certainly feel insulted. Because you have diminished from who I am. See, this is one truth the devil doesn't want you to hear. To be stuck at the level of being referred to as a believer is damaging. You see, we are not saved to be believers. We are saved to be sons. (laughs) See, believing is your Entry point. Please come with me. You see, a believer is not a threat to the devil. A believer is not a threat to the kingdom of darkness. But a son is. The devil is nervous when he hears of son. You see, after the fall of man in Genesis chapter 3, there was a conversation between the devil and God, and God said to the devil, the seed of the woman, the devil has been expecting sons, but we are running around calling ourselves believers. No, he's been expecting a son because he knew that a son is problem. A son is trouble. Ratamakubarakaya, Sentelekede Masatalaba. 
He, that's why. <laughs> he wanted to know if Jesus was the son of God. He didn't ask him if you are a believer. Are you listening to me? You know what he asked him? Are you the son of God? <laughs> because son means trouble. Believer means you are just starting. I can have you for breakfast or lunch or dinner. Forgive me if I'm destroying someone's theology. The devil understood. You see, the Bible is so emphatic as to what salvation makes us. It stays in 1 John chapter 3, verse 2. The Bible says, Beloved, now are we the sons of God. Not tomorrow, not yesterday. Now, before we were not, but right now, I am a son of God. And he said, it does not yet appear what we shall be. But we know that when he shall appear, we shall be like him. For we shall see him as he is. In other words, you may not look like it, smell like it, but you are royalty. You are a son of God. A king will not deliver an ordinary citizen. You're not hearing me. My daddy is a king. And that makes me royalty. Are you listening to me? From today, someone is going to be living like royalty. Are you listening to me? Can I just say something about the kingdom in a moment? For short, the kingdom, a kingdom means there are two words. King, dom, king's domain. Okay? The domain of a king where the influence of the king is. You see, the church happens not to be a democracy. The church is a kingdom. Do you understand that? Okay. And in a kingdom, the king owns everything. And the king is never voted to power. Because he is power. Are you listening to me? The king is never elected. As matter of fact, the Bible says you and I were elected by God. And one of the things about the kingdom is that the king is very proud to make his citizens just look to look, to look like him. You see... When Jesus taught his disciples, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. You see, hear, this, hear this. Can I say this before I continue? The kingdom is not, you're not going to enter into the kingdom when you die. You are in the kingdom if you're born again right now. And everything in your body, in your mind, in your family, in your job that doesn't line up with what obtains in heaven 
Are you hearing me now? Must leave. It's illegal. You know, they told me that I had second degree kidney disease. Chronic kidney disease. And as a doctor, I knew the implication. And I said, uh, are you aware that my body is the territory of heaven? Defended by God. Protected by, and by angels. Uh, you, you can't do that here. It vanished. It, it disappeared. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done. On earth. In your house. Hey. In your body. In your mind. As it is. In heaven. Whatever is not in heaven. Is illegal in your life. Absolutely illegal. It contravenes the laws of my kingdom. I am in the world. But I am not. Of the world. Can you handle that? And there's something I discovered about the devil. He doesn't leave. Until someone asks him to. But you see, the only power that the enemy has is deception. He doesn't have real powers. I don't argue with him. He doesn't argue with me because he knows me and I know him. When I speak, I don't speak as Charles. I speak as the son of God. I speak as a citizen of heaven. If you were to be in another country and something happens, the American government will send a plane to come and evacuate its citizens. Are you, am I communicating? Why? Because they, have, they know where you are. They know that you are their responsibility and they are bound to take care of you. But heaven does better than that. Are you listening to me? Everywhere I go, I go with invisible bodyguards because I am royalty. Royalty doesn't walk alone. That's why the Bible says we know that the angels of the Lord encamped round about them that fear him. Are you listening to me? As you, when I'm flying and the plane is going up and down, I just rest. <laughs> Somebody say power, authority. You see, it flows from knowledge. The Bible says God's people perish for lack of knowledge. Once you get to know, 
Satan stops spending, wasting his resources on you. He says, this one, this one's eyes are open. Don't waste your time and cause trouble for us. Because this one is trouble. This particular one. You know, my mission today is to release sons. <laughs> Come on. You're going home different. And hear this. When I talk about this, God is going to confirm it in your life. Glory to God. It's clear. He said, now ye are sons, not tomorrow. So, let me repeat what I said before. Salvation doesn't make you a believer. Salvation makes you a son of God. We are saved unto sonship. As a matter of fact, you are saved because you believed. That means when you got saved, you were a non-believer. When you believed, you were still a non-believer. But your belief got you saved. Talk to me. So why would I want to remain at the door when I can be in the room? Are you with me? Acts chapter 5 verse 14 says, Believers were added unto the Lord. Only those who believed were added unto the Lord. They became sons when they were added according to what we just read. Isn't it? They believed so they were added. Not as unbelievers now. Not as believers now. But as what? Sons. Now, the term believer is confusing to many believers, to many people. It's a Greek word, pistuo, which means to have faith in, upon, or with respect to a person or a thing. By implication, to entrust one's spiritual well-being to Christ. That's what the word means. It describes, listen carefully, a process, but not the product. Did you get that? Did you get that? It occurs only twice in the New Testament. My research shocked me that the word believer occurred only twice in the entire New Testament. As a matter of fact, the word believe didn't occur at all. Or believer. Believers, twice. Believer, none. <laughs> first in Acts chapter 5, verse 14, which we just read, and in First Timothy, in First Timothy chapter 4, verse 12. And it means 
in that particular scripture, trustworthy, trustful, faithful. It is also, it also means follower. I believe that's why we're so in love with the word believer. But hear this. The phrase son of God occurs 45 times in the New Testament. What's God trying to tell you? He wants you to understand that something has changed. He wants you to focus your attention on that special relationship. The relationship of son and father. Are you listening to me? See, so to be a son is, a deep, is deeper than just being a follower. Am I communicating? As a matter of fact, the word believer, as I said, is not found in the, in the, New, in the New Testament, but the word son occurs 422 times. Are you with me? In 335 verses. Just, just search it. It will shock you. So what God is trying to get our minds to really focus upon is the fact that we are sons. Listen to me. I know the Bible uses the word adoption, but we were actually, Jesus said, born again. I wasn't just adopted into the family of God. I was actually born of the spirit. The same way Jesus was born in the womb of Mary. I stumbled into a scripture in the book of 1 John and it says, He that is begotten of God sinneth not, for his seed remaineth in him. And that is mentioned in talking about God's DNA. There is something of God that is in you. Because you and I were made in the... After the likeness of who? That is something of God in you. One day I was passing through a particular road from my office when I was practicing medicine. You know, from a surgeon I was going to... To a, you know, to prayer meeting, just a very short distance, and I had some two assistants with me, and we were just walking, and then, you know, there was a mad person just by, you know, the fence under a little tree, and then, you know, ran out, and said, what are you doing? What are you doing? I'm just sitting here quietly, and you carry this fire, and you are parading the place with this fire. Somebody says, I'm a carrier of fire. Can I hear somebody say, I'm a carrier of fire. Shout it, let me hear you. When you are a son of God. Uh, my son couldn't be with us today. I would have proudly, proudly introduced him. I'm proud of him and he's proud of me. One time he was flying in a particular class in the, air, in the aircraft and then he was sitting with ministers, you know, uh, 
secretaries, the, what, what you call them here. And then, you know, the, they, they looked at this little boy and he was flying the same class with them. And he was like, what's the name of your daddy? Because for you to be here, we know you didn't work for it. Give us this day. Am I communicating? Am I communicating? There are rights songs have that other citizens don't have. Nigeria was once a colony of Great Britain. The UK. And when they came to Nigeria, they came with their language, they came with their culture. I deliberately decided not to come in my suit and tie today. We started wearing suit and tie. It was not our mode of dressing. It was not our culture before. This is the way we used to dress. Or maybe something a little worse than this, praise God. But uh, that was all. But when they came to annex Nigeria as a colony of the UK, they came with their language. They came with their educational system. They came with their food. That's why we drink tea, praise God. <laughs> they, they came with their entire culture. See, that's why I can't speak English. Are you with me? When the kingdom of God came, it came with the language of heaven. <laughs> that's the first thing that came. And the Bible says the Holy Ghost came and sat upon each of them with flaming tongues of fire and they broke out in tongues and they began to speak the language of heaven. And when you speak that language, the devil gets confused. You see, you see, you see, it identifies you as a son. And the devil doesn't, he doesn't understand the frequency of your communication with God. Everything you were saying before then, he knew. But this time around, you just lost him. Are you listening to me? When the kingdom of God came, it came with heaven's culture. Love. Righteousness. Holiness. Are you listening to what I'm trying to say? Jesus. I usually do this in a three-day seminar. But I'm trying to just... Pastor Steve has put me in a very tight corner. <laughs> and I, and I, I'm just trying to, you know, <laughs> get out of it. Praise God. <laughs> Hallelujah. 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 Listen to me. See, the purpose of redemption has always been to, you know, for us to, for, for, for us to become sons of God, to, to restore us to the status of sons of God, as we saw in our Bible reading. Is that okay? Now, 
Verse six, verse five of that particular scripture says, "We, we, we receive the spirit, of, you know, the, 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 the adoption of sons, and we are redeemed." Verse six says, "And because ye are sons, are you listening to me? Now you have the spirit of God. Therefore, you can cry, saved. Is that what he said? You can cry, believer, or you can cry, God. But what?" Father, Father, my daddy, he loves me, he cares for me, he looks out for me, he watches over me, I'm the apple of his eyes. He checks me up in the morning. Son, did you sleep well? And I said to him, Daddy, I don't know, something was troubling my mind. He said, just name it and I'll fix it. I don't like to see my son suffer. He says, if ye being evil know how to give good gifts unto your own children, how much more will your heaven... He said, listen to this, listen to this, listen to this. He said, a mother may forget her suckling child. He said, but I will not forget you. Don't let the devil ever tell you anymore that God doesn't care. He's a good parent. He's a good father. He takes care of family business. Are you listening to me? You'll never have to struggle for supply again in your life. Are you listening to me? That's why the Lord Jesus told us to pray and and talk to him as our father. Listen to me. God, we, we like to refer to him as my helper, as my healer. Are you aware that your relationship with your doctor is professional? That's where it ends. You may not have any relationship with a helper. A good Samaritan helped someone who was robbed and injured. There was no relationship. And guess what? The right of inheritance is only for sons. That's why the Bible can refer to you and I as joint hairs. I stopped crying for stuff. I stopped praying for stuff. You're not hearing me. I talk to my daddy. And I say, thank you. And I'm gone. I said to my wife, we're not going to spend money buying our tickets. Now. And we prayed about it. We just said, thank you, Daddy. We left it. Someone bought us three tickets. The class that we are used to. 
As a matter of fact, the person asked, do you want to fly first class? I said, let me spare you that. I have, this may sound a little obscene to some of you. I have eight cars in my house. Paid for only two. I've given out lots and lots and lots and lots. Because my daddy supplies my need not according to the riches in my pocket your supply does not have to depend on the economy of America God has a thousand ways of meeting your needs you don't know I live in my own house. Where I come from, you pay cash down to buy a home. Seven rooms, a swimming pool. Uh, what else? What else? Just name it. Praise God. When I enter my house, it's a piece of heaven on earth. didn't have to stress because God will always do for you exceeding abundantly above all that you ask or think why you see (laughs) if you really want to know how wealthy a man is look at his wife talk to me someone Just be careful that they are not checking out your wife right now. Praise God. <laughs> if you want to know how wealthy a man is, look at his kids. How can the cattle upon a thousand hills belong to your father? You can't have a piece of meat in your food. How can the earth be the Lord's and all the fullness thereof? How can your father be a physician who didn't study medicine? And he cannot heal your body. The last time I checked, when my son was small, when he is running a temperature, a fever, my wife will, son, are you okay? Mom, I'm okay. No, no, you don't look okay. Your body's hot. But I'm going to do something about it. He didn't ask for it. As you're sitting down right now, your daddy is checking you out. He's checking your body. He's checking your mind. He's checking your house. He's checking your your bank account. By the way, someone is going to receive news Wednesday. (laughs) It's going to be a phone call. Make you so ecstatic you go crazy. 
Because daddy has remembered you. I don't know who that word is for. But get ready. Because daddy says, I want to prove to you that I'm your daddy. Are you listening to me? The man of God saw our land where the church is built. I said to the Lord, I want something like uh, I don't know I want something like a hundred acres he gave us 27 I said no 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 that's not what I asked for I don't ask for Isaac and settle for Ishmael no we're not playing this game here not at all. A <laughs> hundred acres. By the way, thank you for this. Possessed it. Built on it. Until one day someone walked up to me and said, Daddy, the Lord said I should give you this. I opened it, looked at the papers. 127 acres. Fully paid for. Fully paid for. The first 27 acres was added to the 100 acres plus the 27 acres. I don't know if you're following me. (laughs) Praise the Lord. My God shall supply. How much is all? Come on, talk to me, someone. How much is all? All of your needs according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. See, there are things you see with sons that you don't see with others. And if you want to know what a son should look like, look at Jesus. He had authority. He had power. He had audacity. In fact, he was so annoying to the religious leaders, they hated him. Who does he think he is? Calling God his father? Making himself equal with God? A man got killed because he said who he was? Are you listening to me? If Jesus has said, I'm just a believer. Uh, They are not interested. Listen to me. Why is this important? The Bible says that the entire creation is waiting earnestly for the manifestation of believers. No! For the manifestation of who? Sons! Someone here is about to cause confusion in your neighborhood. <laughs> when you begin to manifest, let me tell you something. I was walking past a group of women sitting somewhere who went for evangelism and, and then, you know, I, I wasn't going to talk to them because I just thought maybe, well, maybe they won't listen to us. They fell off the bench. They fell off the bench. I didn't know what was going on. 
They just fell. Glory to God. And I said, what's going on here? Praise God. When sons show up, power shows up. When sons show up, light shows up. When sons show up, there's something about the language of sons. They don't talk dirty. Mm -mm. They don't gossip. Are you listening to me? There's no hate in their language. Are you listening to me? But it also carries power. When a son speaks, things happen. Sons are the ones who have the right to speak to the dead. And the dead will rise. You're not hearing me. From today, you will be speaking to anything the devil has killed in your life. And you are going to talk to it from your position as a son. And say, come alive in the name of Jesus Christ. They said Lazarus was dead for days. Jesus said, never mind. Somebody said, never mind. <laughs> it doesn't happen ordinarily just for anybody. Once somebody's dead for four days, he's gone and he's forgotten. You just tell them, never mind. Things were happening the way they were happening until the sun showed up. Yes. Lazarus, come forth. He was so much in a hurry to obey the command of the voice of the son that he came wrapped up <laughs> in his burial clothes and he showed up right there. <laughs> you can imagine the pandemonium. Are you listening to me? And Jesus casually said, lose him, let him go. Are you listening to me? The first time God used me to raise the dead, I was scared. I was running my hospital and then the rusty a child, you know, the child came dead on arrival. And my junior brother, who also happens to be a doctor, was working in the same clinic with me. And he was, he was on duty. I just came to check what was going on. And then I saw this child, you know, dead. And he was writing the, uh, the death certificate. And, uh, and the Lord said to me as I was walking through the door, go pray for the child. He said, excuse me? Go pray for who? <laughs> the child? Uh, Lord, you said in your word that they shall lay hands on the sick and they shall recover, but this is dead. <laughs> he said, just do it. And I was afraid if you had taken my pulse, it was racing. I laid my hands on the chest of the giant and I, I didn't know what to say. So I started speaking in tongues. Again, that language, that language, that language, that language. Heaven is here. Come on, heaven is here. I said, heaven is here. Heaven is here. I said, heaven is here. I said, I to speak that language. And, I, and as I was speaking the language, as a doctor, I knew when the heart began we kicked in and started to beat. I mean, I was so terrified, I took my hands up like they shot me a bullet. And I said, What? When I recovered myself, 
some degree of holy boldness came on me. Like I did it. I didn't do nothing. He did everything. See, that's your daddy. Your daddy can show up and show off at any time. He's going to so bless somebody here that when you show up at work, they are going to check you out and ask, sis, what happened to you? You just tell them, Jesus happened to me. Are you with me? And I said, uh, Lord, uh, the heart is uh, is back. Uh, But this child is not breathing. What do I do now? He said, uh, you remember Ezekiel? I said, yes. He said, I called forth the breath uh, from wherever it is. Uh, you know, and I just said, uh, breath, wherever you are, come back into the child. And uh, people already gathered watching the cinema because this man, this crazy man, was praying for a dead child. And when I said that, the child sneezed, sat up, Some people took off in different directions. (laughs) Because it was strange. (laughs) And Jesus said, If I by the hand of God cast out devils and do miracles, it is a signal to you that the kingdom of God is here. God is going to prove your citizenship by healing your body. He's going to prove your citizenship. Are you listening to me? By paying off with Jesus Christ. I just heard the dangerous word. In three months, someone's house will be fully paid for. You have about 10 years more to pay. But did I say three months? It's going to happen that way so you know this is not you. This is your daddy. Are you listening to me? See, let me tell you something. Sons can walk on what everybody else sings in. Are you listening to me? When storms begin to rage, when sons wake up, they just talk to the storm. There is something about the voice of sons. They not only speak to the dead, they speak to whatever they want to kill. You can kill cancer in your body. I say to that cancer, every single cancer cell in my body, I command you, die. And if you did that with faith in your heart, it will happen. They told me I had chronic kidney disease stage 2 and it was making progress. And I said, who? Me? I'm a citizen of the kingdom of God. And I'm a son of God. And every single day I pray thy kingdom come, thy will be done. Where did this come from? Go back to wherever you are coming from. Access denied, permission not granted. That's going to be your language from today. Access denied, permission not granted. Are you listening to me? 
Thank you, Jesus. <sighs> Please write down the following things and I'll close. Number one, sons are the ones who look like God. They think like him and they act like him. You know, my son looks like me. Amen. If he had looked like someone else, you know what it means. <laughs> but I, that ain't going to happen, praise God. Because I know her, praise God. <laughs> Number two, sons are the ones who are ordained to change the world. The power to change the world is not with the politicians. Is with you, is with you, is with you. Are you listening good? Number three, when sons show up, light comes. Jesus said, you are the light of the world. Talking to us now. Sons command wisdom. The wisdom from above. What does that mean? You are to manifest the astonishing wisdom of God in your job, in your business, in your ministry, etc. When sons show up, solutions show up. David got to the palace of Pharaoh. Everything changed. He came with answers. From today, you are going to be the carrier of answers. Number four, when sons show up, life shows up. Healing shows up. Restoration shows up. Don't be afraid to lay hands on the sick in your office. Amen. Create chaos. Hallelujah. Number five, when sons show up, power shows up. Sons command power. Number six, sons command attention. Sons command respect. Number seven and the last, sons command the resources of heaven. Glory to God. That is what is going to begin to happen in your life. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Pastor. Where is that lady that came out at first? It is time. That's right. Please, sister, if you don't mind, can you step forward? Where is she? No. Uh, yeah. That's her. That's her. Sister, I don't know why you had surgery. But as a surgeon myself, I've done several. I've done several surgeries for people. Yeah, lots of surgeries. And you have had lots of surgeries and they still don't know what's wrong. Can I say something? Doctors don't have equipment for diagnosing the presence of demons. There's no laboratory test for detecting the presence of an evil spirit. And usually when cause is not known, in medicine we call we say etiology unknown. But when I became a son of God, every etiology unknown is usually a spirit. 
it is called the spirit of infirmity. It has various branches and everything. That spirit has no right to be in your body. The power of God is on you right now. I can feel the power of God on you. A lady had cancer. It was after service and they ran after me and they said, please, my sister has cancer. Can you pray for her? I stopped and I turned and I said, cancer, are you born again? She said, yes, you are a child of God. Access denied, permission not granted. Never touched her. Never prayed for her. I said, go. You are healed. And she said to her sister who brought her, the pastor is not even going to lay his hands on me. You know, sometimes we, 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 we want acrobatic gymnastics. Some sort of display. But when you know who you are, you don't need no display. Pastor, I discovered some of the things we do, we do because we're afraid. Sister, I speak to you. I I not only speak to you, you unclean spirit, come out of her now in the name of Jesus. That's right. Out! Sis is well. It's okay. She's fine. (laughs) It's as simple as that. Are you with me? Paradoshene ketushka labradasa. Imakute lede shinte bre dono kate netulpe pete. If you have any trouble in your body, can you stand up right now? I'm not going to dignify the disease by laying hands on you. just going to speak the word. Can you say after me? Heavenly Father. I renew my relationship with you. You're my father and I am your child. I'm a citizen of the kingdom of heaven. Let it be in my body right now just the way it is in heaven. Sickness, I deny you a place. Get out. Now. In the name of Jesus. Thank you for listening to the Encounter Church Sermon of the Week. If you would like to learn more about us, 
please visit EncounterJesus.us or search for Encounter Church San Leandro in your app store.